Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 150, and today we'll be talking about Know Your Fusion. I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. So, um, hmm. I feel bad because I have so far missed most of the Amethyst arc, and this is the one episode that I have been able to be present on. And I think of all the episodes of my Amethyst arc, of of the Amethyst arc, uh, I think this one was probably my least favorite, mainly because I've just like, I don't think Sardonyx ever really landed with me. Then pick her back up! <laughs> oh, that was really bad. Uh, um, I do what I can, okay? I'm not a miracle worker. I just don't see where Garnet and Pearl's personalities combine to make a magician. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm with you there. I I was, I thought it was very strange how Sardonyx is. She's like the opposite of what I would have expected. I would have expected yeah. something, you know how mystical Opal is? I would have expected, like, more mystical, more powerful, not less. Yeah, more, like, silent and, like, I can get the liking attention. I can see how that might come together in their personalities, but... I just, I don't, I don't see the eccentric show host really in there. And <laughs> or the also, <laughs> also, I'm pretty convinced that neither Garnet nor Pearl watch TV. So how would they know <laughs> all of those references and intricate details? Well, I mean, Sardonyx is fully aware that she is in a cartoon on Cartoon Network. So maybe, maybe Sardonyx watches and Garnet and Pearl don't. Which does make me wonder, what would Sardonyx's favorite show on Cartoon Network currently be? Probably Adventure Time. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that would be a, a, a good point. Um, I don't know, it's just like, how would Sardonyx know how studio audiences work? How, like, she <laughs> watched one, The Tonight Show, and that was it, and then, the, like, oh, what was it? I don't, I don't watch, uh, Late night TV. I have no idea. All I know is she has her I Love Empire City mug. Yeah, and it's just like... So it wouldn't be the... T- well, I guess it could be the Tonight Show now, but I don't think when... Yeah, that that episode strikes me as something like a touch older. Like maybe an older generation of late night TV. Yeah, because I don't think that Jimmy Fallon was hosting yes. back when this episode was made, so... Hmm. Yeah, maybe it is Jimmy Fallon. It kind of... that It has the same brand of humor almost in the sense that it doesn't it's not that funny (laughs) yeah i I don't know i feel really critical with this episode simply because i don't i don't like sardonyx that much like i don't exactly hate her but i don't i don't know i'm not i don't i don't really like where the crew went with her design and personality so yeah my feelings about sardonyx are twofold I, i do wish we had got somebody more opal than opal but at the same time... Opal 2.0. Yeah. At the same time, I do appreciate what we got as well. So I'm of two minds about Sardonyx. I kind of liked this episode. Yeah, I think it's cute. And I like the um, repeated fourth wall breakings. Yeah, seeing seeing Smoky Quartz feel sad was... It kind of made me sad. But other than that, I thought it was an enjoyable episode. Yeah, and th- I think that's really the the redeeming aspect of this episode for me, which is why like I don't flat out dislike the episode. Is Smoky Quartz really got some characterization, and I found it 
really interesting how Garnet and Pearl came to the realization that they had kind of accidentally stolen the spotlight. Well, I mean, they did take on the role of show host. Yeah, I mean, they did almost quite literally steal the, the spotlight. And it's interesting because, like, and then they're they're sort of sitting there um, saying, like, you know, what do these two have in common that's amplified with the fusion? And it was very clearly, you know, stated out, they have no self-esteem at all. Oh, yeah. And Sardonyx being like, oh, well, the yo-yo is uh, not that interesting. Like, that was their whole thing. And, you know, it really let them down when Sardonyx wasn't super excited by the yo-yo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is kind of funny. A bow's kind of like a yo-yo, right? I mean, you want to talk about your one-trick ponies. Well, actually, she's got tons of tricks. She does. She has tons of tricks. I just remember, it brings me back to those times in elementary school when everyone was obsessed with yo-yos and yo-yo tricks. And, <laughs> yeah, I only knew Walk the Dog. That was the easiest one for me. Well, that's okay. You, you knew more than I ever did. <laughs> and I don't know what Amethyst was doing in the house there. Walk the Dog is you just drop the yo-yo to the floor and, like, roll it around a little bit and then uh, shoot it up again. Like, she's just sort of flinging the yo-yo and calling that a trick. So, <laughs> well, I mean, she kind of was born to fight, literally, so. Hmm. And it's also like, another thing about the yo-yo is that I kind of have a theory that it's a new weapon. That pre a previous fusion of Rose Quartz and Amethyst did not produce a yo-yo. It produced something different, maybe like a, what were, like in a, what were, what were people um theorizing that a Rose and Amethyst fusion weapon would have been? Like an axe or... Uh, yeah, yes. No, not an axe. It's a string. So, yeah. And it's just like Amethyst and Garnet are surprised that it is a yo-yo. Kind of shows off to the fact that maybe um, Steven being Steven and fusing with Amethyst would produce a different weapon than Rose Quartz fusing with Amethyst. And that's how, like, Amethyst knew the name of their fusion. But, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trailing off not supporting my argument very well here, but... Well, I I don't think there's much we can say one way or another, because uh, I don't I don't know how likely we are to see another amethyst rose quartz fusion, except maybe if we're super lucky in some flashbacks. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of information they need to give us, and I think this is triaged pretty low. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, I think the closest we'll get to that information is when a very inevitable moment when Stephen and Pearl fuse, because I think it was hinted in i think san diego comic-con yeah so a fan asked ms sugar about what a stephen pearl rainbow quartz would look like and then she started talking about how she thinks it would be different and then which would have been fine except she said oh i might have said too much and it's like oh great now 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 you've basically <laughs> confirmed that we're gonna see it yeah so yeah you summed it up if she just than... if she had just not said that last part it would have been purely hypothetical but then she goes <laughs> ahead and confirms that yeah this is this has been done. Yeah, I mean, if she's telling us that much, the whole audience is going to assume that, oh, yeah, they probably haven't done it yet. Like, she wouldn't say it if it wasn't already in the show, but then she's like, <laughs> oops. And so now we know that she it is in this show. Or maybe, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. So, <laughs> yeah, I think if we go ahead and assume that we will be seeing Rainbow Quartz, but with Steven in the future, that might be a sort of like the closest explanation and that we can get to yeah. what rose and amethyst 
we'd be able to try to analogize and try to reverse engineer and original. Yeah, and I mean, it might be even directly referenced, like, if they do fuse and then Pearl's after, like, it's interesting to see the differences between Steven fusing and Rose, like when Amethyst has a different weapon or something like that, you know, like... You know what else would be really interesting? To see a Sugalite from a member of the Famethyst and a regular Ruby and Sapphire, or uh, to see Pearl fuse with a member of the Famethyst to form another Opal. Well, it's because the thing is, it's the exact same gem when it comes to smoky quartz and rainbow quartz. Like it is. Yes, but I'm curious to see if amethyst being overcooked does anything. I think it's size. I think definitely the physical volume of the gem is important because smoky quartz is not that big. Only a little bit taller than garnet, and well, she's quite stocky. Yeah, she's got a and lot of mass. I imagine. That was the size of Rose. That's how big Rose was. And so imagine Rose with Amethyst, Smoky Quartz would have been quite enormous. That is fair to say. Yeah, and I remember a long, long time ago, I suggested the theory that the reason Sugalite is so enormous is because it kind of released Amethyst's potential of being big. Or like the sort of the, the large size in her coating. Yeah, I have noticed that Amethyst does tend to beef up the fusions she's a part of, like above and beyond what you would expect from her height. Well, Opal is actually quite accurately Pearl, or Amethyst standing on top of Pearl's shoulders in in height. Maybe a touch larger, but not by very much. Opal's, I think, only head and shoulders taller than Garnet, and... I think Amethyst standing on Pearl's shoulders would probably... And I guess, yeah, if you compare Opal to Sardonyx. But then, if you compare uh, Rainbow Quartz to any of the other fusions, Rainbow Quartz is, I think, the smallest. Even though Rose is definitely stronger than Garnet or Amethyst. Well, Rose is like 50% her hair, so... Yeah, hmm. It's interesting to think how these fusion dynamics works, because obviously the show is taking very relaxed rules with what a fusion will look like. They sort of decide a little bit about their personality traits and, and the traits of their um of their gems. Like it was really interesting to see oh my god, if I don't remember her name, the the off color fusion. Fluorite. So it's with an S. That's fluorite. Oh, Rodenite? No, 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 the little one. Rodenite. Rodenite. It, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot. I kept on thinking Rutile, and I'm like, oh, it's the other one. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see Rodenite because she looks like Sardonyx, but miniature. And it was interesting thinking of it not as a uh, ruby plus pearl, but Sardonyx minus sapphire. Hmm. And kind of seeing how that worked out. So, yeah, all these different little combinations of fusions is really fascinating. And... I wonder if Amethyst and Rose Quartz ever did fuse, because Pearl and Garnet as Sardonyx were trying to figure out uh, what Smoky Quartz's powers were, and I just gotta say, in like the most inefficient way possible, it's like, hey, let's see if you have this other power that we know exists and therefore is almost certainly not one you have. Hmm. That could be... I don't. I don't see that as being too... Disproving, it's very possible that, um... I just find it unreasonable that they would like, Oh, hey, let's check you for fire breath. Let's check you for super strength. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, we know other other fusions have this. Other fusions with very different component gems. 
I mean, I guess Amethyst is technically part of all three, but... Yeah, I think every one of those fusions contained Amethyst. Yeah, well, so... I mean, Sardonyx is the only one we've seen who doesn't. Well, I guess Rainbow Quartz, but we've never seen Steven form a Rainbow Quartz, and Rose Quartz isn't around anymore. Jasper! What? <laughs> Jasper still needs to learn. Rose Quartz is gone. You want Rose Quartz, oh, go to yes, the zoo. yes, 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 yes. Um... Yeah, it's just like, my mind is reeling right now because I'm thinking, you know, like, what would Sapphire look like fused with Pearl? What would? Oh, yes, I want to see that so much. As as much as I wish Sardonyx had a different design, I think we just need to move forward and hope for some awesome fusions in the future. So let's see here. Let's let's talk about Sardonyx tonight just a little bit. Jorge. Because I would watch that show. I would not. Really? Well, okay, I would watch that show solely because it's Steven Universe, but if it was like some, <laughs> you know, Tonight Show that existed in the, in the real world, and the show host was like the same personality as Sardonyx, eh. I just, I just loved how they were doing the old cartoon gag where Sardonyx throws something off screen, and either something breaks or some something screams. <laughs> like the cat and the dog barking in the... Yeah, it's like Rocco's modern life all over again. Springs breaking and the bicycle wheel, stuff like that. Yeah, that was... That's old, that's old-fashioned cartoon humor. And I mean, what did, uh, what did they grow up watching? Yeah, the Looney Tunes. There we go. Stuff like that, so... Well, Looney Tunes would have been fairly old, but uh, still being aired on Cartoon Network. Well, I mean, like, I watched the Looney Tunes as a kid, too. Like, so obviously it was still airing. They still had episodes, even if they were reruns. Yeah, not not like nowadays, where a show show ends and it is banished from the channel forever. Yeah, or it's still running and it doesn't show up on the channel at all. So cough. Um, yeah, I'm I'm salty about that. I'm just salty about this week where it is like literally Teen Titans Go, OKKO, and they're airing Megamind twice. Yeah, and it's just like they have so many other shows on Cartoon Network, and it's just Teen Titans Go. Like something about I mean, that th- show. Because this is directly related to Steven Universe. It used to be for a while. Everybody was like, every week, oh, the ratings were so bad. Is the show about to get canceled? Well, no, not really, because everybody's ratings are bad. And then why is everybody? Why why are the ratings so bad for the network? I think a lot of us suspect because I mean we're looking back to back when three or four hours a day of Johnny Test or Teen Titans Go were airing. Can you imagine those were the good old days? Yeah, oh man, I think I really stopped getting into watching cartoons just, you know, as whenever I was in the living room because of stuff like Johnny Test. Because I used to watch that a lot. I think that was one of the last cartoons that I watched, you know, as I was just in the living room. Like, I'd turn on the TV and go to Cartoon Network, and Johnny Test was one of the last of them because I just found the show so tiresome, and it was just, it kept airing over and over and over again. So I just, I lost interest. And even now I'm eating my cereal and I'm like, you know, there's nothing on the TV that I can watch because, you know, Cartoon Network is just showing Teen Titans Go and uh, I don't record any shows that I like on the uh, recording box anymore. And no Steven Universe shows up. Well, we were supposed to get them, they were supposed to re-air the Out of This World bomb on Saturday, but they changed it the day before. And it's just like, I think I have the recording box record every single episode of Steven Universe that airs on Cartoon Network so that, you know, I have something to watch when I'm downstairs eating cereal. And 
I think there were two of them in the folder. And, oh, I can't remember. And it's just like, are you kidding me? You know, I haven't watched a Steven Universe episode on the TV in like three weeks. And yeah, they make it hard. I get two rerun episodes. It's just... That's okay. Once uh, once this month of OKKO OK ends, hopefully they'll bring Steven Universe back in. And don't get me wrong, I am happy that OKKO OK is getting quite a bit of attention from the show. I, I am happy. It is the show that was run by I- I- Ian Jones Cordy, which came from Steven Universe. He was working closely with Rebecca Sugar. It looks really good. If there's anybody out there who has not seen the first six episodes, you are in for a treat. It's a very good show. Yeah, I, I need to get around to watching that. I've just been occupied with school and stuff. But um, I am really happy that uh, Cartoon Network is at least giving new shows a chance. At the absolute very least. I will be watching OKKO's OK ratings with great interest. I, I, I hope it's a long-running series. Oh, I keep trying to transition us back to... What's it called? Back to the episode! It's just not working. <laughs> back to Know Your Fusion. Um, yes. Yeah, I just, I liked it. I just, meh. It's, it was, it's just not my kind of humor, which, you know, I, I don't blame anybody for. Obviously, the show's not going to appeal to everybody. I, I do love the, I, I love Nicki Minaj's voice acting for Sugalite. So that is a high point of this episode where the, uh, the strength test, I loved that part. Nice try! You ain't nothing! I miss Nicki Minaj Sugalite. And I'm very disappointed because there's like a 99% chance that she'll never have any new voice lines on the show again. They need to get her into the studio. She may have fans of her music, but she has fans of her voice acting as well. And we need a Sugalite fight scene with all the sassy banter. Yes, I mean, I remember being, I remember being completely floored when I realized that it was Nicki Minaj who voiced Sugalite. And I think it was amazing. I think she is an excellent personality for Sugalite. I mean, we were talking about what fusions were like and, you know, not being what we expected. I expected somebody, again, more mystical uh, than Sugalite based off of Opal as the example. But man, Sugalite just radiates power so much that it doesn't matter. She is a fantastic design. Well, it's interesting. Um... Because the fusion is obviously supposed to take what the two gems have in common and have it amplified. So with Sugalite, I mean, Garnet is stoic, but she's also very powerful. And so imagine like how Garnet's power would combine with Amethyst's, like, I guess, almost insecurity about it or her kind of showboat nature and how that would come together. Because I could see Sugalite. And I mean, it has been explained in the show that since Garnet's already two gems, like, a fusion with Garnet can be pretty intense, you know, for <laughs> the gems involved, so. I could see, I, I definitely do see Sugalite existing as she is. Like, I can understand how those two gems came together to create her, but Sardonyx, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't see how Pearl and Garnet come together to create, ugh. A Saturday Night Live show host. Yeah, I want to see what Sardonyx was like back during the war. If Pearl and Garnet had even fused together back during the war. that That's an open question. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Sardonyx is absolutely a modern pop culture reference. So, 
there was there was no tonight show there was no magicians there was no you know suit and tie you know 6000 years ago in human culture so i don't know maybe <laughs> they had references to gregorian chants I don't know, that's even older. No, that would still that's still thousands of years post. <laughs> yeah, that's still too oh, wow. early. What were humans even doing six thousand years ago? I don't know much about Bronze Age entertainers, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm uh I, I admit uh, I admit my flaws and I do not know much about that subject. Yeah, for, roughly human history six thousand years ago, I think was just starting. To be yeah, the very beginning history. of the Bronze Age. Yeah, hitting the Bronze Age. I don't know, maybe um, references I mean, to this Gilgamesh. This was just as the great civilizations were starting to rise. Gilgamesh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm gonna, yeah, re- look that up. How long ago was Gilgamesh written? 2100 BC, so still, still not long enough ago. Yeah, only 4,000 years. Wow. Well, it says the oldest existing versions of the poem. So if we're willing to... Give or take. Well, no, it says it, loosely based on the h- historical King Gilgamesh who ruled Sumeritan Uruk, which is modern day Iraq, in 2700 BC. So. So 4700 years before current, so still, still 300 years after the rebellion, but before Amethyst came out. Yeah, they, I don't know what they were doing making the rebellion absolutely so long ago that, you know, we have basically no human history existing in that day. You know, we have some paintings of animals in caves, and that's about it. Oh, we had we had bigger societies than that before the Bronze Age. Yes, but, um, I mean, like, art and culture. Don't, don't sell the Neolithic era short. <laughs> um, I'm offending my ancestors. Um, no, but I mean, like, what was the culture? Because if Sardonyx is supposed to be a, a cultural reference of the time, what was she doing? That's a long, long time ago. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe she'd reference gem culture. Who knows? Yeah, because I guess Garnet's components and Pearl are the only really confirmed gems to have seen Homeworld. Oh, Bismuth, but she's currently locked away in a bubble. I think pretty much all of the gems, all the crystal gems of that era would have been very familiar with Homeworld. It's only now that Um, they've been out of the game for thousands of years that they're kind of out of the loop. Well, no, but I mean, like, did Rose Quartz ever go to Homeworld? Because it's very clear that she was made on Earth. Yeah, Yellow Diamond and Bismuth don't seem to think so, but she also doesn't miss her home, so... I think, yeah, didn't I Bismuth know. say straight up that Rose came? Bismuth only said she was made on Earth. She didn't say she never left Earth. Oh, never left. Yeah. But, yeah. Now I'm thinking of Stephen discovering Rose's hole. Mm. <laughs> I wonder what that looked like. Oh, boy. Does it? Does the hair... Bigger green? and better than Jasper's. Well, yeah. I mean, like, was the hair included? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It has ha- it has room for all of that hair too. No, because Jasper's hair wasn't included. So Jasper had to come out with her helmet on because her hair was not strong enough to break through the stone. Yes, but Rose's hair broke through the it, stone. Think about it. All of the amethyst holes didn't have hair, and we've seen every amethyst have big old hair. So that's because their hair isn't as strong as Rose's. Yeah, Rose's hair is actually made of solid stone. 
No, it's like adamantine levels of strength. <laughs> you like accidentally bump into it and bruise your shoulder. You know that scene in One Punch Man where Spring Mustache fights with Kanbu Infinity, the seaweed monster? It's just like that. One Punch Man in over a year, but yes. I love Spring Mustache. She's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, overall, know your fusion. Like, I appreciate it for its place in the Amethyst arc. Sardonyx never, you know, hit home with me. And it's just, like, I don't hate her. I don't, I promise. You know, I do see ways that she can be appreciated. I do like that she can spin around at the torso. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fun little gimmick she does. Yes. I, I, I do appreciate some things about Sardonyx, but as a whole... Eh, is I, I do love, by the way, the Buddha pose that Smoky Quartz does during the rescue. I mean, they, they call attention to that. They want you to see it, and I just want them to know that I loved it. Also, um, quick, quick question. What did that yo-yo gravel onto? That is a very, very good question. Like, it was just flung into Steven's house. Like, what... <laughs> what... Um, object was that yo-yo anchor to to allow them to fly into the house like that. Maybe it was the beam, hmm. the beam in the kitchen. Maybe it was just maybe. maybe it just sunk into the floor and that was close enough. Steven's poor TV. Yeah, Steven's TV. It's like the TV on the Secret Saturdays. Rough time all around. <sighs> it's been so long. I barely remember Secret Saturdays. Um. How many times has Steven's TV been broken as of Know Your Fusion? Uh, I haven't been keeping count, but I mean, it, they broke it on the first episode, so they were they were setting the mood. Yeah, I wonder if Greg's just been enough of a hoarder that he has enough of those, you know, old-fashioned dinosaur TVs at hand. So let's see here. Amethyst broke it. Peridot broke it. Smoky Quartz broke it. Who else has broken the TV? Steven broke it and Gemglow, of course. Hmm. I mean, just thankfully, Stephen didn't decide to offer a free TV at the gym. Otherwise, Sugalite would have broken it. <laughs> All right. How many? How many is that? Um, let's see here. Stephen, Smokey, uh, Peridot, Amethyst. That's at least four breakings. At least four. Not not counting how many we haven't seen. So at least four breakings of that TV, which means Greg has had at least five dinosaur TVs. So I guess that's it for us on New Year Fusion. Uh, join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. Leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.